welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Hallelujah. On this 29th day of December. We hope you did the list the night before. Amen. We talked about yesterday. Yes. So that you can. You know, you the know, thing about life changing exercises. That's it. If you don't do them, they don't change your life. That's it. <laughs> Think of that. So if you didn't do it, as you would say, you, you had missed your chance. That's, That's it. right. What she says. All right. On today's call, we're going to talk about seven keys to positive spiritual growth. Now, I grew up in a church where the focus was on what you should stop doing stop smoking. That's a good thing. Quit dancing, stop chewing, you know, tobacco. That's another good thing. Quit drinking, stop cussing, and even quit going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Some are good and some are interesting. Now, I want to tell you, our church is not like that anymore. I know. Pretty it's an amazing, rapid-growing church. It really is. But unfortunately, many churches have a stop-stop, quit-quit approach to life. They teach us what we shouldn't do. Whatever we're talking about what we should do. That's right. It's not enough to eliminate sin in our lives. Our spiritual growth is determined by what we start doing. Amen. It's called the law of displacement. When we eliminate negative things, we need to replace them with positive things from the Word of God. That's right. And it teaches you how to do that. It does. The Word does. So here are seven keys on positive spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number one, what you're feeding on. Mm, that's good. Simply said, you need to change what you're feeding on, meaning your diet. We're not just talking about dieting. Everybody gets crazy about that first of the year. But we're talking about what you feed yourself, a steady dose of negative programming on television or the Internet or wherever. Then that's something we just need to stop consuming. Even things that seem okay can kind of drag you in and use up all your time on something that my hairdresser used to call mindless entertainment. She goes, Beth, she'd hand me one of these People magazine, go, you want any mindless entertainment today? <laughs> and I go, thanks, Jennifer, but no thanks. You know, we need to, we would tease about it. We need to increase our intake of healthy thoughts. In the natural realm, if you want to be healthier, you increase your take, intake of fiber and good vegetables, fruits, good fruits, you know, stuff that you know that's going to make your body grow properly. Well, the same thing happens in the mental realm. If you need to be reading the right books and listening to the right CDs and MP3s so you can keep your thoughts stimulated and fresh and in the Word of God. Amen. So we're going to talk about sharing Albert Einstein's quote, which we seem to like and consider profound and worthy, you know, to say. And that is, if you feed your mind as often as you feed your stomach, then you'll never have to worry about feeding your stomach or even a roof over your head or clothes on your back. Proverbs 24, 14, 24, 14 Message Bible says, Likewise, knowledge and wisdom and for your soul, get that, and your future is secured. Your hope is on solid rock. Amen. That's good. So in addition to the Bible, what are you reading? Now, my husband's yearly 2022 book was, and he reads lots of books. So I'm telling you, if he comes across something, 
I can tell you it's good. Empty out the negative. Amen. Empty out the negative by Joel Osteen. I'm on time number five. Wow. He, I'm telling you, he's got some, he, I, when Harold gets fired up about a book, I can tell you this, it's worth reading. We're also reading our friend, dear friend John Mason's oh, new yeah. book. The name just went out of my head, but yeah, it's a great book. Say. Read anything by John Mason. Yeah. Just say He started out caught with a, with the enemy called Average. Yeah, great book. Yeah, a lot of good books. So look up John Mason. He's, he's got it. All right. Hallelujah. And never, ever, we're, you know, give up your rich thoughts for breakfast. Call. Come on now. That's it. Because that's truthfully, it. that is, that's a great way to jumpstart your day, as you well know. Amen. Because I know so many of you are so faithful and we appreciate you. Yes, we do. And we get incredible testimonies, too. We've gotten some good ones. Number two, a right attitude. Who's the best person to help you develop a more positive attitude? Is it an Earl Nightingale or Jim Rohn teaching series? A book by Zig Ziglar or Norman Vincent Peale? Or maybe it's attending a motivational seminar by Anthony Robbins or Susan Johnson. Actually, it's none of those. That's it. And believe it or not, it's not even listening to the daily Rich Thoughts for Breakfast conference call. Think about that. The absolute best person to help you develop a positive attitude and rich thoughts can be found by reading Ephesians 4, 23, 4, 23, and the New Living Translation, which says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Mm. And that's a great one to personalize. It is. Instead, let the Spirit renew Maya's thoughts and attitudes. Instead, let the Spirit renew Yvette's thoughts and attitudes. Instead, let the Spirit renew Laurel's thoughts and attitudes. And, and the best way to stay positive in a negative world is to think like the Lord thinks, which leads us to Philippians 2.5, 2.5, New Living Translation. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Again, personalize it. Dave must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Lucy must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Diane must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Mm -hmm. One more. Lawrence must have the same attitude Christ Jesus had. Put your name in all these scriptures. That's it. If we had hours, we could do everybody that's on this call. Number three, take your thoughts captive. Hallelujah. And there's scripture to back it up. You know, it's sad sometimes when believers have a lifetime of negativity bottled up inside of them. These negative thoughts have come from friends or even loved ones who probably meant no mental harm, but things that they said that they didn't have a clue how their words were impacting them, but it lodged in somebody's mental process and stayed there. This is the way we get rid of those, and it may take some work. Yes, it may take some work. Keep putting it down, and you'll see results. 2 Corinthians 10.5, you should have it memorized. 2 Corinthians 10.5, this is the classic amplified. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against a true knowledge of God. Listen, if somebody's getting poured negative into you, that's against the true knowledge of God because he made you a masterpiece, set it right in the Word. Yes. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive 
unto the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. The only lasting way to stop negative flow of information into our lives is by taking thoughts captive unto the obedience of Christ Jesus. Message Bible Translation of 2 Corinthians 10.5. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies. I love the way they say it. (laughs) Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Hallelujah. And amen. Number four, don't compromise with sin, sinners, or lukewarm Christians. We must remove any influences in our lives that will compromise our thought process and hinder our focus on the things of God. Just as our physical growth can be hindered by what we eat, what we take into our bodies and use, well, the same is true of our spiritual growth. Matthew 7, 16, 7, 16, New Living Translation. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Not only what we do, but who encourages us to do it can cause compromise. First mm. Corinthians fifteen thirty three. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. We have read this third time, I think, this week. I know. Must be God's so getting good. something down Cla- in somebody. Yep. Classic Amplify. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion, associations, corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. And Proverbs thirteen twenty, thirteen twenty, the living Bible. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life. All the pieces. Wow. You need to be around people who will stimulate brain movement, creativity, and a hunger and thirst for the Word of God. Mm. Proverbs 1.5, 1.5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsel. That's good. Number five, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. You need a disciplined approach to changing your mentality. It's just not something that's going to happen. It's something you've got to plan for. In the natural realm, medication prescribed by your doctor gives you a regime for a breakthrough in your physical health. This key to success is following the directions, the disciplining yourself to do what is right for your body. Well, listen to Proverbs 17.22. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. The classic amplified translation of Proverbs 17.22 says, A happy heart is good medicine, (laughs) and a cheerful mind works healing but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And where is the life, that marrow in your bones? That's it. So if you just can't seem to get a creative idea, then begin laughing at the devil. It's guaranteed to allow you to think beyond your imagination. Absolutely. Sincerely. That's so good. Number six, what you sow, you reap. It's a scriptural fact. Whatever you sow, that and that only, Shall you reap? Galatians 6, 7, 6, 7. Be not deceived, fool. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that he shall also reap. If you sow physical exercise, you will reap the benefits of physical exercise. If you sow time in reading and studying the word, you will reap a harvest of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. 
If you sow time developing your skill sets for the marketplace, you'll reap better opportunities. Genesis 1.11. 1.11 says that everything on planet Earth reproduces after its own kind. So whatever you sow, you will reap after his own kind. Think of that. Joshua 1.8. Classic Amplified. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. If you hear this, please, if you sow time in the word, you will reap good success. That's it. Number seven, vigilance and diligence lead to spiritual growth. Yes. We're sure that many of those hearing our voices today have had spiritual life-changing encounters with the Lord. It may have been a personal miracle or a miracle for someone close to you or a time when the Lord just came in at just the right time and spoke to you. When we got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we caught a fresh fire of his presence. But over time, a lack of attention to the word or the things that come in to choke out the life because of the stuff that's going around you in your life can cause that fire to come down to a flicker. In Deuteronomy 4.9, 4.9 Classic Amplified, it says, Only take heed and guard your life diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your mind and heart all the days of your life. Teach them to your children and to your children's children. If you've ever read Harold's book, Borders Without Limitations, you know the power contained in the scripture that gave him this idea, which is Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. According to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for issues, H8444, H8444, is actually a real estate term. It means borders or the parameters. Look, your heart sets the borders or the parameters of your life. Think about this. The outside circumstances don't set the borders. It's what's in your heart that sets the boundaries or determines the course of your life. New Living Translation of that scripture, Proverbs 4.23, says it this way. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Consider this thought, really, when you're meditating on a rhema revelation from the word, because you are expanding your life. The more words you get in, the it's like blowing up a balloon. It will never go back to that shape again. It'll never be that small again. That is what we're talking about with expanding your life with the Word of God every Amen. day. Think on these things. Yes. And um, until tomorrow morning at 8.30, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.